Good morning. Hope all of you are well. Today we're learning Maseches Tainus Daf Dalad. We're starting on the second line of Daf Dalad with a couple of quick agaratas, and then we'll get back into uh, more uh, uh, analysis of the Mishnah of the beginning of the parak toward the bottom of the page. Daf Dalad Amid Bay's line two. Omar Rava Rava says Hi Surame Rabbanan. When you have a young rabbi. Dummy, he's similar to the partsida, a seed, the two sekala that's underneath the mud, the cave and the novat novat. Once it begins to sprout, it continues to sprout, which is a very beautiful idea. Uh, if you see that there is a Torah scholar who gets angry, yes, that makes sense because it is his learning of Torah that caused him to be angry. What does that mean? Wouldn't you assume that it would refine you and make you into a better person? Take a look at a gorgeous Rashi. Rashi's just to the right, 12 lines down or so. What happens when a person learns Torah? He has a wider heart. He has the capacity to take in more. Because of his learning. And therefore, and he can bring into his heart more than other people. And others should be um, should be more willing to judge a Torah scholar because the Torah sensitized him more to others, pe- other people's problems. He gets angry on their behalf. That is what the Gemara is referring to. And how do we know from a text proof, from a verse, that this anger makes sense? Shana'amar, line six of the Gemara. Hello, code very kaishnu masha. My words are like fire, uh, obviously representative of anger. Any Talmud Chacham who's not as hard as iron, as metal. He is not considered to be, uh, he's not considered to be a Talmud Chacham. Shene'emar, and a proof uh, in the Pasuk is, that the Torah scholars compared to a block of, uh, of metal of some kind. Amar le Rebbe Abba le Rav Ashi, Atun, you over there, Mehasam Mas Nisula, you learn the Pasuk from over there in Eretz Yisrael. Anan, over here, us in Bavil, Mehacha Mas Nisula, we learn the same idea about the metal, that a Torah scholar should be a kaptan, he should be very strict and very strong, where he learns that Mas Nisula from a different Pasuk, Eretz Asher Avoneha Barzel, a land in which, its stones are made of barzel, are made of metal. Al tikri avoneha ela boneha, a play on words from avoneha to boneha, the, the builders. And we know, of course, that the builders are Torah scholars. Says the Gemara Amaravina, Ravina says, Afiduhachi, mi boile the inish the melaf nafshebenichusa. This is such an important point. Yeah, it may be that the Torah does make your heart more sensitive and it may make you more emotional and more, and more of a balkas. However, it is your burden, it is your obligation, lemeilaf means to learn, to train yourself to be benachas. Not so pashat, but that is our obligation. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says, that one is obligated to remove anger from one's heart. End of uh, Agatha number one. Here's Agatha number two. We're 12 lines down, quarter of the way down, a little bit more than 12 lines. Amar of Shmuel Bar Nachmeni, Amar Rav Yonasan. Shlosha Shalu Shalokahogan, the Shnaim Heshivu Kehogan, the Echad Heshivu Shalokahogan. There were three people who asked things that they shouldn't have asked. Two of them got good responses, and one of them didn't get a good response. For Eluhain, here is what is going on. Who are the three people? Eliezer Evid Abraham, who we know was sent to find a wife for Yitzchak. That was Eliezer. Vishal ben Kish, Shal was the king, the king, who, when he and David had it out. Vishal ben Kish, 
Yiftach was one of the Shoftim, as is discussed in, uh, in the Nevi'im. And what were each of the three stories? Eliezer, Ebed Avraham, Dechziv, the Pasuk writes, what did he ask for? We know that he was looking for a simon. When he was looking for a wife, for Yitzchak, whoever would be the girl who would, be, who would say, let me, uh, I would ask her to, uh, to pour the pitcher, to give me some, some drink, to do some chesed. And we know she did even more than that. She also fed the camels fine. So he asked Akasha on, on Avram, which is not appropriate. That's Shalok Hogan. Says the Gemara, you might have thought, what if this girl who's a balas, uh, who's a balas uh, chesed, what if she's a chigeris? What if she's a lame? She's missing a limb. She's uh, less attractive in that way. Filusuma, maybe she's even blind. That's going to be kehogan for Yitzchak. That's not right. So it says the Gemara, Shivu kehogan. He got a good response, even though his question shouldn't have been asked. Rivka, and Rivka was beautiful, and Rivka was not a chigeris, and she was not a summa. So that's story number one, where the question shouldn't have been asked, but the answer was good. Here's question two, halfway down. Shol ben Kish the king. The one who is able to beat him, referring to Goliath, the famous story of David and Goliath, but we don't know the David piece yet. Before the David piece, he said to whoever, he said to the people, anyone who's able to destroy my enemy Goliath, I will make them Yashra and I'll make them rich. Osher Gadol, they'll be loaded. Bezbito Yitenlo and his daughter, Shaul's daughter is Michal, and uh, he'll give he'll give his daughter to this person. So Yochol, Afilu Ever, Afilu Mamzer. It's a halachic issue. You can't just say that. What if the person who ends up killing Goliath is a person that she's not allowed to marry? She can't marry a Mamzer. A Mamzer can only marry a Mamzer. Uh, that's not. They, there's no other options. There or a Shtuki, a Suffolk Mamzer. So that's not such a simple thing. So well, she's not. Jewish, so. What? Goliath's child was a Jew. No, not Goliath's child. Whoever kills Shaul's child, whoever kills Goliath will marry Shaul's daughter. Oh, okay. So that, but that but it was a problem because what if the person who killed Goliath was an Evet? Well, you're not allowed to marry unless you're an Evet. And what if they're a Mamzer? It's interesting. The Gemara gives these examples. Why didn't they say Goy? <laughs> there are thousands of examples. Thousands. There are dozens of examples of people who she's not allowed to marry. Okay, not for now. Says the Gemara, Heshivu Kehogan, Benizdam, and David. The story all worked out, even though the question shouldn't have been asked, even though Shaul shouldn't have done that. It wasn't the right way to marry off his daughter, but Akadosh Baruch Hu orchestrated that it should be David. Fine, and David married Micha. Third story, Yiftach Hagiladi, he was a Shofet, one of the judges in the book of Shoftim. Dechsiv, the Pasuk writes, he was trying uh, to battle uh, with the nation of Ammon, and he made a deal with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. He said, that he would sacrifice whoever would leave the doors of his house first, anticipating that it would be one of his animals. And it ended up being his daughter. But what happened before that? Maybe that which would come out of his house would be an animal that's not kosher, a dog, whatever it may be. And the story did not work out the right way. And his daughter walked out first. And the Rishonim and the Meforshim, what actually took place with his daughter. But now we're going to be talking about human sacrifice. And if ever anybody says, well, I'm sure the Jews always did human sacrifice. You just don't know about it. These Psukim will show you that that was never part of our heritage. Two thirds of the way down. There's no one who can solve this problem. Go get Hataras Nadarim. Why didn't Yiftach go get Hataras Nadarim? You made a neder that the first one that should come out of your house you're going to sacrifice. You see now that it's your daughter. Go get. That's what the Rashi says on the right side here. Rashi Gibrahamaschel. And it says at the end of that Rashi, He didn't want to go to Pinchas. 
And they, they were lazy. Go get Hatar's Nidarim and don't kill your daughter. And that's Pasuk number one. Uchsi, back in the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down. This Pasuk makes three references, none of which are evident from the Pasuk itself. So let's parse out the Pasuk and understand it. This is a story about Mesha, uh, who was the king of Moab. The Pasuk says, he took his oldest child, who was going to take over for him after he uh, gave, up, gave up the monarchy. And he sacrificed his child. That's not Ratzon Hashem. We don't do human sacrifice. What is Velodibarti? That's the story of Zayiftach. The story of Yiftach and his daughter. Again, we don't do human sacrifice. And the third story, it never crossed my mind, referring to Zayitzchak ben Avraham, the famed story of the Akedah Yitzchak. That even when the Torah says in Sefer Breshis that Akash Baruch says to Avram, uh, he says to Avram, you need to, you need to shech the Yitzchak, aleul ola. He never intended for that to happen. We know how the story played out. By Yomer Avram, Avram, Yomer Hineni. And the story stops in the tracks. It was a test of Avram's faith, one of the 10 tests of Avram's faith, but nothing more than that. End of story. We do not believe in human sacrifice. Those were the three questions and three answers that, uh, that the Gemara says, two of which were answered well and one was not. Let's add a little bit of things that are included here. And we'll see in a moment why it is that this Gemara is here. Because as of now, this Gemara seems to have nothing to do with our discussion at all. Seems to be a total cutout belonging elsewhere. Says the Gemara about uh, three fourths of the way down, fifteen lines or so from the bottom. Amr of Barachia, of Knesset Yisrael, The Jews asked for something that they shouldn't have asked for. Ve'Akadosh Baruch Hu Heishiva Kohogin. Akadosh Baruch Hu gave a, a better response than their question deserved. Shene Emar Vnedo'ah near the Faladases Hashem. We want to know and we want to chase after to pursue to, to pursue the knowledge of Hashem. Kishachar Nachon Motzo, like the sun comes out. Ve'Yavo Kegeshem Kegeshem Lana. We want it to come out like the rains implying that the rains are always good. We, we know that the rains are not always good. We've already seen that, that there's a time that it's a sim and klala. That's why this Gemara is here, because of this additional piece of the questions that were asked Shiloh Kogan. Omar la HaKadosh Baruch Hashem says back to the Jews, BT, my daughter, you're requesting something. Sometimes it's desirable. And sometimes it's not desirable. Avalani says a Kodesh Baruch Hu back to the Jews. I'll always be desirable, desirable to you. as the pasuk says, I'll be like the dew. What did we say yesterday in Daviomi that the da, the tal is never bad? That's always good and it's always present. Wonderful. So Geshem is not always present. So the Jews asked the wrong way. Tal is always wonderful. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu responded in kind. V'od Sheila, first of the long lines on Dalet and Aleph, eight lines from the bottom, a little bit less. V'od Sheila Shiloh Another question that was asked, it shouldn't have been. Amra Lefanov, the Jewish people said in the feminine, Amra, she said to him, Ribono Shalolam, Simeni Kachosam Alibecha Kachosam Alzeroecha. Put me like a seal on your heart, like a seal on your arm. So what is that? What? I would have thought also, but not what the Gemara says. Actually, exactly what I thought when I was learning this was waiting for, for like that, for that to happen. That's not what the Gemara says. Kodesh Baruch Hu says back to Klausro, Biti, my daughter. I can't see your heart always when you're dressed. I can't see you. So if you want there to be a simon on your heart, I can't see that always. That you have to cover your arms. Sometimes people dress with their arms covered, certainly above the elbow. We have halachas like that. Sometimes the some of the posts can write by men too that when one is davening, they should try and cover their elbows. I've seen that written before somewhere. 
Anyways, that was their request. Avalani says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom. I'm always going to have you visible. I'm going to engrave you on my hand. Okay, I don't know what that means. Some of the Mephoshim say that this is actually referencing one of the uh, four legs of the Kisei HaKavod. We learned about this a little bit ago when we were discussing the Sugin Maseches Rosh Hashanah about what it is that you're allowed to draw. Remember, we learned this Sugya, can you draw the moon? Can you draw the stars? Obviously, you can't make a pestle, but so one of the things, it's, one of the shitas that we saw in the Gemara is that you can't draw all four of the images that were on the legs of the Kisei HaKavod. One of those images is this, Al Kapayim Chakosicha, that maybe we're talking about the image of man, of the human, uh, that is etched into, quote-unquote, and kaviochel, because I don't know what this means, on the uh, uh, on the footstool of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, on the legs of the Kisei HaKav. All right, let's get back into an analysis of our Mishnah. All of this was brought because of the uh, the incorrect request of the Jews to ask for rain. Says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, we had a cryptic line in our Mishnah that said, Ein shoalin is hagashamim. That wasn't how our Mishnah started. Our Mishnah started about Maskirin. So what's shoalin? So that's a discussion. Savruha. Some people thought that when they looked at our Mishnah that she'ela v'hazkara chadamilsahi, that she'ela asking for, namely, v'sein talamater libracha. She'ela is code word for v'sein talamater libracha. And Hazkara, which is code word for Mashiva Rachmer Degeshem, some thought Chadamilsahi, they're all really one thing. And if that were to be true, Mantana, who then would be the author of our Mishnah? Amar Rava, the author of our Mishnah, would then be Yehob Rabbi Yoshuahi. Amar Rava Rabbi Yoshuahi, da Amar Misha Sanachaso. When, do, when did Rabbi Yoshua say that we're obligated to start saying That's from the time that you stop using the Lulav and Esrog at the end of the holiday by Shemini Yatzeris, all the way at the end. And that's closer to the rain season. And maybe, according to Rabbi Yoshua, and according to the way that he would understand this Mishnah, one would therefore be obligated to say the same Talmater Livracha. And to say the Sheila and Hazkara at the end of the Chag. So maybe we should say it's only him. Nope. We could even say it's Rabbi Eliezer. How could we say it's Rabbi Eliezer? We learned in our mission that Rabbi Eliezer holds that we start with Mashivarach at the beginning of the Chag. We start at the beginning, says the Gemara, because She'ela Luchud, Be'azkara Luchud. You wanted to say that the timing of the She'ela, of the Vesein Talamater Livracha, and the Hazkara, of the Mashiv Rachmer Degeshem, were at the same time, they're not different times. And when the Mishnah said, Sho'alin, as we were in Sho'alin Asagashamim, that's not referring to the timing of when we say Vesein Talamater Livracha as it relates to Mashiv Rachmer Degeshem. Be'ika De'amre, some say that the way that these few lines were written is actually written a little a little differently with the same conclusions. Lema, top of Dalad Amid Beis. Maybe we should say that it's Rabbi Yoshua, that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yoshua, Damar Mishasana Chaso, Amar Rava, Filutema, Rabbi Eliezer. We could even say it the other way, that it's even Rabbi Eliezer, She'ela Luchud, Be'azkar Luchud, two different versions of the same explanation of our Mishnah. And the Gemara concludes that this line of Ein Sha'alin could be either like Rabbi Yoshua or even like Rabbi Eliezer. That brings us to the end of our Mishnah. So the Gemara here on the third line of Dalad Amid Beis quotes the end of our Mishnah that says, Rabbi Yehuda Omer HaOver Lifnei Ateva. So here it's actually helpful if you'd look back in the Mishnah on Daf Beis Amid Beis, not too far back. The Mishnah on Beis Amid Beis, five lines before the end of the Mishnah said, the Rabbi Yehuda says, HaOver Lifnei Ateva biyom tov ha'acharon shelchag. A person's going to walk up to the to the bima. Uh, he's going to walk up to the amud at the end of the holiday. 
Ha'achron mazkir, ha'rishon eno mazkir. So then the 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 Baal Mosef will say Mashiva Rachim or Dageshem on Sukkot on Yantif on the last day of Yantif, but the Baal Shachris won't. And then when do we stop saying Mashiva Rach? Beyom Tov Harishon Shal Pesach on the first day of Pesach Harishon Mazkir. Then the Baal Shachris will still say Mashiva Rachim or Dageshem, but Ha'acharon eno Mazkir. He will not say Mashiva Rach. So that's what we said that the Mashiva Rach goes from Musaf of the last day of Sukkot to Shachris of the first day of Pesach. So now let's analyze that because says the Gemara four lines down or in Minhu, we seem to have a source in the Tanaim that doesn't agree with our Mishnah. Until when is a person Shoal Sagashamim? What did we say about the language of Shoalin? That Shoalin is a reference to the Saint Talamatar Libracha, not Mashivarah. But the, the Gemara presents this as a challenge. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, continuing this Brisa, to answer the question of until when are we sholen, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ad ha-pesach, until Pesach ends. What did Rabbi Yehuda say in our Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda said in our Mishnah that we stop saying Mashiv HaRacham Geshem by Shachris on the first day of Pesach. However, here it seems to say that he's sholen asagashamim, Ad she-ya'avor ha-pesach, stira within Rabbi Yehuda. Let's finish out the Mishnah, uh, uh, the Brisa. Yeah, the Brisa. Reb Meir Omer Yavor Nisa. Now we don't have to worry about his shita because we're we're concerned about Reb Yehuda who contradicts himself. Says the Gemara. Amar of Chizda Lo Kasha. Pay attention. Kan Lisho Kan Lahazkir. That's not a stira. The Mishnah that we had on Daf Bezim and Amar Aleph at the open of the parak was not talking about She'ela about the Saint Talmud and Livracha. It was talking about Hazkara, which is Mashiva Ruach Moridageshen. And this Brisa that we have quoted here on the top of Daladam and Bays is only talking about She'ela and not Hazkara. It's apples and oranges. No conflict at all. So Mishal Sha'il Va'azil will go and will ask longer uh, until Pesach is over. That's the Brisa here, that Mishal Sha'il Va'azil, that one can continue to add, to be uh, Sho'el, to say the same Talumatar through the end of Pesach. But that's not a stira to our Mishnah, which says that we stop Mashiv Rachmeret on the first day. There are different things. Mashiv Rachmeretageshem stops on the first day of Pesach. But saying the same Talmud Livracha you say throughout Cholamoid, of course, not on Yantif, we'll discuss that shortly. That's fine. But Lehazkir, Leyom Tov, Rishon Pasik, when it comes to saying Mashiv Rachmeretageshem, that stops on the first day of Pesach. Says the Gemara Amar Ula. Ha, the Rav Chizda, that line that Rav Chizda said, the answer that he just gave, that the Mishnah on Dabbez is talking about. Um, and the Bryce here and Abdalit is talking about Sheela says he says about Rukhiza Shita, Kashia, it's difficult to me, like vinegar to your teeth, and like smoke to your eyes. That's quite uh, powerful uh, imagery. What is this weird scenario where on Yom Tov you're not Shoal but you're Mazkir because you don't say the Barech Aleinu Bracha? You don't say the Saint Talmud Bracha on Yom Tov. So we're not saying the Sheila, but you're still Mazkir. You still say Mashi Baruch. And at the same time, shouldn't it also be the case that throughout Chol Hamoid on Pesach, where you're still being Shoal? But you stopped being mazkir on the first days. So the scenario that Ruchizda views, that Ula views as a paradox within Ruchizda, is Cholamoid Pesach. What's the case there? The case in Cholamoid Pesach is now we're saying a regular weekday Shmona Esrei. So we're saying Barei Chaleinu. Great. 
We're saying Barech Aleinu, which is the Sheila. We're not even going to be Mazkir and say Mashu Aruch Moira Geshem. He can't fathom such a thing, even though that's how we Paskin. He can't fathom it. So therefore, says the Gemara, Ela Amar Ula, this is the second answer to the contradiction between our Mishnah on Beis Amad Aleph. And the Brisa here on Dav Dalad Amad Beis, Ela Amar Ula, really it's Tre Tanoe Aliba de Rebbe Yehuda. It's two different ways, two different Talmidim as to how we need to understand Rabbi Yehuda. Our Mishnah was written like one of the Talmidim of Rabbi Yehuda, and the Brisa on Dadalim at Beis was written like another version of them. Third answer. Rav Yosef Omar, he gives an answer. My, what does the Brisa on Dadalim at Beis mean when it says, my Achiyavor Pesach? What, what does it mean when it says Achiyavor Pesach? And the Gemara puts a square peg in a round hole and says, Pesach doesn't mean all of Pesach. It means It just means until, until the, the guy who's davening Shachris finishes. Namely, they're saying the same thing, even though the language is so difficult to fit in like that. Just translate the words until Passover completes. But that's not... But you're put again a square peg around. Oh, you're saying that Pshad in that Brisa is when the Baal Shachris finishes on day one. Okay? It's a, a, a dachui answer, very difficult answer. But that's what Rabbi Yosef says. First long line, Daftal, and I'm at one third of the way down. I'm only at Mi'ika. Can it be the case that we have She'ela, that we have a case of She'ela on Yom Tov? How do, you, how do you have such a case? Because remember, what did the Mishnah say? What did the Brisa say that we quoted? We said, Shoal in Asagashamim until when? Until the first day of Pesach. What do you mean, Shoal in Asagashamim? Shoal means the same Talamaj Alivrocha. On Yontif, we don't say the same Talamot because that's not part of Shmon Esrei. That's only in the Bracha Barech Aleinu, only in the weekday. So says the Gemara, Omar Le, Rabbi Yosef responds, In, yeah, 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 we do. During the Drasha, says the Gemara, Shol Maturgaman. The Maturgaman, the person who oh, was the mouthpiece for the Rebbe, for the Amora, he would say out loud, Oh, by the way, the same Talamot Alivrocha. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? That's a private tefillah. You're, you're, you're saying that publicly for everybody who says that that's what everyone's needed. So therefore, we reject Rav Yosef. We therefore go back to the Shita of Ula, who said that really all that we're talking about is these two versions of Rabbi Yehuda are different versions of two of his Talmidim. Good. Answer number four to this dira between our Mishnandav Beis Amaralev and this Brayisandav Dalad Beis Rabba Amar Mayat Shiavora Pesach. What did the Brayisandav Dalad Beis mean when it said that Ain Shol and Is Hagashamim? We only we don't we're not going to be Shol until Pesach. What does that mean? Shiavor is Man Pesach. Totally different time frame. What we're talking about is saying the same Talamata Livracha. Until Yud Dalid Nisan, after Shachris, right? Because what was the Zman of Pesach? Chatzos on that day of the 14th of Nisan of Er Pesach. Like we started saying it, so too we will end saying it. What does that mean? Just like when we start saying Mashivaruach, we are Mazkir Afal Pisheno Shoel, that when we start on the last day of Sukkot, we say we're Mazkir, we say Mashivaruach, but we're Eno Shoel. And we don't say the same Talamot Alivracha. Afsofo, the same is true by Pesach. We're Mazkir. We say, that we stop saying the She'ela. We stop saying the same Talamot Alivracha by the Korban Pesach. Omar Le'abaye, hang on one second. Halfway down, we're going to be going to the Mishnah on the top of Hayam Adalev. Omar Le'abaye, I understand in the beginning, you're going to be Mazkir, even though you're not Sho'el. That I understand. 
Okay, Hazkara Nami Ritsui She'elohi. Big, important Hashkafa, the way to look at things. Even just talking about giving the compliment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu of Mashi Baruch Merdegeshem, that's also a Ritsui. That also shows HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we, I, I want you to give me the rain, and you're the capable one of doing so. So fine, I got it. The Hazkara is like a precursor to the She'elah. I'm saying how awesome you are, and then I'm going to say the same Talamat Bracha. However, says the Gemara, that doesn't really play out. I understand the first part by Sukkot, but what I don't understand is by Pesach. Elasofo, my Ritsui She'ela Ika. What Ritsui She'ela is there? You're going to be saying Mashif Haruach Moed HaGeshem on that first day of Pesach, but you stopped saying the She'ela. Well, it's all backwards. You shouldn't be saying the, she'ela, the, the, the Haskara without the She'ela. Ela says, and with this, we seem to conclude our understanding of the stira in the, of our Mishnah and this Brisa, the stira within Rabbi Yehuda. This is our fourth answer. And the Gemara only liked answer number two, which was the answer of Ula, that Shita number one of Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah was like one Talmud of Rabbi Yehuda. And Shita number two of Rabbi Yehuda in the Brisa on the top of Daf Dalad Amid Beis was another student. Fine. We're a little bit more than halfway down, two thirds of the way down, Daf Dalad Amid Beis, one last sugya. Says the Gemara, Amar Abasi, Amar Rav Yochanan, Halacha ke Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says that Rav Yochanan, the Amora, Paskins like Rav Yehuda, that what? That we start saying Mashiva Ruach at the end of Sukkot by Musaf, and we stop saying it by Shachris on Pesach. Those are the bookends of the of Mashiva Ruach. Says the Gemara, Omar le Rav Zer le Rabasi, Umi Amar Rav Yochanan Hachi. Did Rav Yochanan really say such a thing? The Mishnah writes, On the third of Mar Cheshvan, the third day of the month of Cheshvan, that's when we're Shoal and Nesag Hashemim. Rabban Gamliel, Omar B'Shvi Shebo. And Rabban Gamliel says, nope, it's not the third, it's the seventh of Cheshvan. And Rabbi Lazar, the Amora, says that we passkin like Rabban Gamliel. So says the Gemara, how could Rabbi Yochanan say that the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, that we use the bookends of the end of Sukkot and the beginning of Pesach for Mashi Baruch we see the sheet of Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Lazar Paskins like him. Amar Lay says the Gemara, the most obvious answer ever. These two Amoraim don't have to agree with each other. Rabbi Yochanan can hold like who he wants to hold like, and Rabbi Lazar can do whatever he wants. These are grown men who are Talmud HaChacham. Amar Lay, answer number one, Gavra Agavra Karamis. You're pitting Rabbi Yochanan against Rabbi Lazar, what, what does that have to do with anything? They can pass in like whoever they want. Anybody say my other answer is Lokasha. Kan Lisho, Kan Lahaskir. I could even come up with an answer. I don't need to, but I could even come up with an answer that no big deal. One of them is talking about She'ela. One of them is talking about saying the same Talamat Zalibracha. The other is talking about being Mazkir, about Mashiva Rachmer Degeshem. Says the Gemara. V'amar of Yochanan. V'makom she'shoel Mazkir. Rav Yochanan says, nope, we know Rav Yochanan himself says that in a place where you start saying She'ela, you start being Mazkir, that we, we align the timing of a St. Talamato Livracha with Mazkir. And if that's true, it can't answer the question between Rav Yochanan and, uh, and Rav Lazar because Rav Yochanan wouldn't accept the answer. So therefore says the Gemara, Hahu Itmar. The line of Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan who says that there is an alignment of She'ela and Hazkara, of a Saint that's only in regards to the stopping time, but not in regards to the starting time. So the previous answer would hold up. But still, we have another question. Oh, Pasuk 
In other words, we align everything, the starting point and the ending point. And if Rabbi Yochanan was of the opinion, start and end on the same day, then the previous answer that we gave of Khan Lishol, that the, the different opinions of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lazar, where one was talking about Sheila, one was talking about Askara, it's no longer a good answer. Don't worry. These two differing opinions of Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lazar can be answered in another way. One is talking about those of us here in Babel and Chutzlars. And Halahu, this one's talking about those in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan lived in Eretz Yisrael. Rabbi Lazar lived in Babel. Good. So says the Gemara, Why is it that by us, we're talking about this? We have fruits that are that are out. We don't want it to rain right now. We want to push things off. Over there, they've got Jews who are, they don't want them to get sopping wet when they're walking home from Shalash Regalim. Wait a little bit. Wait a little bit like Rabban Gamliel, so the seventh of Cheshvan. Beautiful, you get a couple weeks. So says the Gemara, I'm Rabbi Yochanan, what was Rabbi Yochanan talking about when he said that the rain should start earlier? That's only talking about once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, there was no longer, unfortunately, a mitzvah of, of, of Aliyah Laregel. We didn't have to wait for the Jews to walk home until the seventh of Cheshvan. There's no Beis HaMikdash, there's no Aliyah Laregel. Says the Gemara, now that we've come to this answer about the Beis HaMikdash, then we don't need to say that this is true in Babel and this is true in Eretz Yisrael. No, everything applies only in Eretz Yisrael, the Lokasha. The sheet of Rabbi, Rabbi Elazar, who holds that it's the seventh of the Marcheshvan, that's what he paskin when there was a Beis HaMikdash. He gave them time from the 21st, 22nd day of Tishrei to get home, Tishrei Cheshvan, to get home to the 7th. They gave him a couple weeks to walk home. And Khan Bizman She'en Beis HaMikdash Kaim, the Sheet of Rav Yochanan, was right away at the end of, uh, at the end of the Chag, we start saying Mashiva Ruach. We don't have to worry about them getting home because there is no Beis HaMikdash, unfortunately. Says the Gemara, brilliant question. Back in the day when they kept two days purely out of Sveka de Yoma, the Anon de Islan Treyome, Hechi Avdina. Wait a second. If we hold that the last day of Yantiv is really two days because of Sveka de Yoma, when do we say Mashiva Ruach? If really it's supposed to be the seventh day of the holiday and not the eighth, then I need to say Mashiva Ruach on the seventh day. And if there's a Sveka de Yoma and it's really not the seventh, then I should be saying it on the eighth. What should I do? Says the Gemara, the first answer is very strange. We'll see that Rav came back from, from this uh, walking the plank and come, going out on a difficult answer here. Rav, he says, no, no problem. On the last day of Yontif, you're going to say, in Musaf. Then, you stop, then you don't say it for the Tfilas that follow, for Mincha, Arbis, and Shachras, even though Mincha is the same day as Musaf. Doesn't matter. The choser be musaf, and the next day by musaf you say it again. Says the Gemara, Amar poku Abba. Can you please go tell Rav? Abba is a name for Rav. Can you go please go tell him? You you, you already sanctified the day by saying on the seventh day. Now that it's Yom Tovsheni, you're going to go back and say No, that doesn't make any sense. Elamar Shmuel, I completely disagree with Rav. Knocked him out of the water. Maschil b'musafin uvim mincha. You have to say Musaf and Mincha. Treat the rest of that day, Musaf and Mincha. All of the rest of the seventh day is treated that way. And then we've completed the day of day seven. And then, and he gives a more creative answer. You're right. You're right that we're going to spend part of the 
the eighth day not saying Mashiva Ruach, that's fine. Now, Rava Amar, on the top of Daf Hayam Aleph, almost at the end, Shachris in three and a half minutes, Rava Amar, no, not even like Shmuel. Not even like Shmuel, who at least breaks the day up at Shkia. He says that on the seventh day, you say, Mosav and Mincha have Mashiva Ruach, and then the next day's Marav and Shachris don't, and then by Mosav, you're back again with Mashiva Ruach. He's, no, once you say Mashiva Ruach, you're done. He says the same thing, that once you start, you can't go back. Even the Shita of Rav, who initially told us the strange Shita, that you only say Mashiva Ruach on day seven by Musaf, but not even by Mincha. And then only the next day do you come back. But Afrav Hadarbe changed his mind. How do we know the Amrav Khanan al Amrav? Mona Esrim Echad Yom Kedarch Shemona Shemona Asara Yom Emirashana Yomakipur Maskil. We count 21 days in total from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah all the way until the 21st day. And then we start saying Mashi Baruch Murdagesham, period. We don't care what's going on. Yom Tavshani, not Yom Tavshani. And once you start, you don't go back. What is the halacha? That's what we do. Even though it's true, we have an element of not calendarically. We know that our calendars are right. But there was a little bit of a debate. We paskin like everyone, because Rav circled back and was Hadarbe, that once we say Mashiva Ruach on the first of the second days of Yantav, we are good to go. Wishing you all a beautiful day. I will, Amir Tashem, I'll upload uh, tomorrow's year at some point between now and then. And have a wonderful day. Okay.